Hey everyone, this is Jasmine Garner with Entertaining God Magazine, and I am with Randy J. Goodwin. This he's an actor, he's a producer, he's a writer, and he is working out of Hollywood. He's a believer, and we don't get to hear about many of us going to Hollywood, and you know we kind of stray away from things like that. But this is an actor who has been immersed in it, and who can tell us a lot of expertise and a lot of. Uh, tips and a lot of uh, the things that he's seen out there and um, how we can do better in film as believers. But what, rather than hearing it from me, I want Mr. Randy to tell us some of the projects that he's done, some of his favorite ones. His IMDb is pretty lit, if you guys don't know Mr. Randy J. Goodwin. I mean, it's just, it's a long list. So um, without further ado, I'm introducing to you Mr. Randy. Hi, Randy. Hey, how you doing? Thank you for having me, first of all. Um, and I'm gonna keep wiping my face because I'm sitting in the sauna, y'all. <laughs> I gotta drop weight for my next film. Um, that's the part I don't like about being an actor. I'll never gain weight for another role. I had to do it, but I had to do it for this faith-based film that I just did. Um, as far as my, my work, that's a, girl, that's a hard question because I don't like, if you don't know who I am, it's okay. If you know who I am, it's okay. I just kind of feel like, you know, when people recognize me on the street when I'm with my kids and they go, Dad, everybody's staring at, at you. I'm like, oh, okay, hey, you know. But if someone walks up and says, yeah, somebody told me you're an actor. I'm sorry, I don't watch TV. I'm like, it's okay. I mean, um, I believe that uh, God built me for this business for a reason. And it wasn't just to walk around and say, hey, look at me, I'm an actor. But in this setting, I understand, you know, these are, these are, our story moments, teaching moments. So um, uh, I've been in the game since, well, I, I knew I wanted to be an actor since I was eight years old. And when I turned 26 and got my first TV show in Hollywood, oh, that was pretty awesome. Um, but I always knew that, that this is what I was blessed to do. I knew it. So anything I've ever gotten uh from my first show which was called fast track on showtime i played the first black nascar driver on that show um uh up to now was the last thing i just did uh raising yeah um one i think it was Grey's anatomy 911 the rookie one of those was the last thing i just did uh but right now i know a lot of y'all watching girlfriends on netflix i know y'all watching girlfriends <laughs> Uh, Davis is, is a character that, that uh, everybody really loves. And, you know, I was blessed to be pulled into that show by um, the friend of mine who was executive producer, Kelsey Grammer, uh, who I was also doing another pilot with and have done, you know, a little bit of work with uh, good Christian cat. Um, so I, from the Vampire Diaries to CSI to... Um, all the way back to American History X. Um, I guess when you get to the point where you kind of forget some of the stuff you've done, that's a blessing. And when people ask you and you can't just pinpoint one thing, it's a blessing. That means you're working. So uh, I'm blessed to work. Blessed to have been in the top 1% of working actors for a long time. Um, and that's without compromising. Wow. Without compromising. And that... That, you know, that's such a huge topic when it comes to being a believer. Um, nobody else has that conviction or that uh, conversation except us. <laughs> so um, 
you so tell me like what is it like being a believer in Hollywood? Um it's I guess it's like being a believer in anything realistically because the adversaries don't come at you no matter what. Uh it's just that in 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 this business um I say it's, it's a normal job. Well, in any normal job, if you do a good job, you'll get a raise, you'll get raises, you'll get uh, promotions, uh, you'll get some of your coworkers hating on you. You know, uh, you might even get uh, uh, someone saying, oh, he or she only got that because they're black or Hispanic or whatever. Same thing happens in Hollywood. It's just that our stuff is always public. And on, on on a you know kind of an astronomical level, you get raises, so you get more movies or TV shows. You get uh, uh, promotions, um, and your paychecks are are bigger. Um, but Hollywood is extremely what's the word I'm looking for? What's the word I'm looking for? Loose, loose in their beliefs. Um, a lot of, uh, uh, I say believers, but when, I, when someone asks me in Hollywood, uh, hey, you're a believer? I'm a believer. I go, well, I'm a follower of Jesus, believer. I'm an active believer. I'm doing the best I can to draw people to the Lord through my work. Um, if the project is not about God, I'm still put on a on a platform that I can still have the conversation with people. Uh, so I'm active. And a lot of people that in the beginning, um, when we were all down here, see, there's a triangle. This is Hollywood. At the bottom of that triangle, you see how many people are down there auditioning against each other. But as you get up to the top, it's a, the triangle gets smaller and smaller. So I don't audition against a lot of other people. And we're not fighting for scraps anymore. This, you know, series leads and regulars and, and, and which lead role in a film. But sometimes what comes with that is compromise. They want you to do certain things, um, things I don't want to do, things I'm not going to do, things I've never done. Uh, I've walked away from, I've walked out of casting rooms. Wow. But Lord has still blessed me to still get called um, and, uh, and to continue to work. So I, st I stick to my guns. I didn't get it without him. Uh, why would I think I could continue it without him? That's good. No. So, like, you have experienced, you know, persecution because you are an adamant believer of Jesus. Yes, I have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could name the names, but that wouldn't be right. Um, yeah, I I've literally been told, who does he think he is? He thinks he's better than us. And I'm like, because I won't cheat on my wife at the time I was married like because I won't do the dirt that you guys are doing and I don't care about your dirt but that's the thing is some of these producers have actually said oh man yeah Randy he's good dude but if you want to have fun on this shoot you know you want to have fun uh he ain't the guy you want around because he's kind of a you know he's kind of a uh church boy yeah. and that came back to me and I went what? I mean, I am, but it doesn't mean I'm going to be going, peeking around corners on the set and following people to their cars and going, oh, man, that ain't your wife or that ain't your husband. What are you doing? 
you know, God gonna get you. No, I don't do any of that stuff. I'm like, look, your dirt is your dirt. I'm just telling you, I ain't gonna be a part of it. I won't even, here's the story. Uh, I was doing a show called Abby back in like 2004 or something. And I'm gonna call his name out because he's my boy, Mike. <laughs> Mike, I didn't know very well. He was the assistant to the, to the creators of the show. Uh, and I remember one day he came up to me and he said, hey man, where do you go to church? And I love that question because my answer is always, what makes you think I go to church? Because I want to hear, hear what people are going to say. What makes you think I go to church? He went, come on, man. He goes, first of all, when you're around all these other, other actors and they're talking about which extras they're going to try to hook up with and, you know, uh, uh, being disrespectful, he says, you always check them. You're like, yo, man, seriously, be, have some respect for these, for these young ladies. Seriously? Now look where we are in the world with the whole Me Too thing because of Hollywood. Yeah. When you out there trying to mess with these young girls, I'm like, that's not cool, man. You, you got a wife at home, you got kids, and you want to treat this young lady like that? You, don't you have a daughter? Now, I've said that to people, but that's because they're doing it in my face and thinking I'm going to be a part of it. Well, back to Mike. So Mike says, you, the, you, you check them, and then you dismiss yourself. And whenever they're talking nonsense, you always kind of dismiss yourself or you put your foot down. He goes, I said, y'all notice that? He's like, man, everybody notices that kind of stuff. And then uh, he said, and then there's a lot of actors that have a Bible in the, in the dressing rooms. He said, but every time I go on yours, yours is on a different page. And I was like, man, you snooping around my dressing room. <laughs> Mike said, hey, we pay attention, man. He goes, I'm delivering your script. So when I set it down, I'm like, oh, he was in Job the other day. That boy in Hebrews now. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know, so... Again, I'm not, I'm not a stick in the mud. It's, it's interesting that I'm the guy that's not walking around cussing. I've never been a cusser. It's just not who I am. Uh, even, if, even if a role has language in it, if it's not necessary for the story to get the point across or I can change it and make it work, then I won't do it. And I've actually gone to the execs um, uh, uh, with that kind of stuff too. Uh, Tim Reed, um, he created the show Lanks and Hank's Place. And, uh, I'm sorry, Frank's Place. And uh, uh, has a studio in Virginia. I mean, um, he, he's, he's been, a, been a force in the business for a long time. I remember when I, when I booked the show uh, uh, Lanks for Showtime. It was second season. They brought me this script and the prologue. Uh, they, they wanted me to drop like the F-bomb like eight times. <laughs> I'm like, you know, speaking directly to the audience. And I went, I said, it's not necessary. And they said, well, he, he said, they, Showtime really wants you to do it. They, they, they kind of see it as like this little Richard Pryor thing. I said, I'm not Richard Pryor. Um, I said, so I can't do it. And uh, I said, I, I'll do the last one. Um, I think that one would get the point across. But I said, it's gratuitous. No. So Tim said, hey, you know, your, your uh, instincts are on, so I'll take it to him. He took it to Netflix. I mean, uh, Showtime came back to me and said they really want it. I said, how about this? How about we'll do two takes? I'll do it your way. I won't sandbag it. I will give it to you with all I've got. But you have to let me do it my way, too. And then you can choose. And God just, uh, that, that just hit me out of the blue. And I was like, that's what you want me to do. <laughs> and guess what? Every time 
that I've been presented with something like that and I say, I'll do it your way. You gotta let me do it mine. They've always chosen my way. Wow. Yeah, so the compromise is only there to test you. That's it. That's it. Lord, I want to see what you're going to do. You know, okay. the adversary definitely wants you to do it, so he's going to keep presenting it. Hmm. That's good, because I've struggled a lot with, with that, because, you know, me, um, I, I don't like, I prefer not to use the profanity either, and I know there was a film I was on. I was like, do we have to do it that much? You know, just to, <laughs> I feel like sometimes some things are just there and it doesn't even make sense to be there. Like, why we got to do that? You know? So I've struggled with that as well uh, with, am, am I going to accept a role that has a lot of profanity or is there a way that I could present a different alternative? Can I change it up? So that was very helpful. You said that you would, if it's to get the point across, but mm -hmm. Typically, you, you wouldn't really, would like, you wouldn't like to. No. And the funny thing is, there were times where I said no, uh, because I felt like I pray about every role. I really do. But then I realized I wasn't praying about everything in every role. So I turned down a lot of roles. And my brothers are like, you know, man, we saw the movie that you turned down because they remember when I turned it down. And then it gets, then yes, you know, it's on the big screen. And they're like, it wasn't that bad. And I go, I saw it and you're right. But I know that if I would have accepted it the way the script was when I read it, devil would have let it be like it was. And I would have looked like that fool who went ahead and did whatever they wanted him to do. I won't give in. I'm not gonna do it, you know? Um, I just, and it was a pastor. It was a pastor we grew up under. Um, passed away a few years ago, but he called me up in LA once and, and uh, I came back home to Omaha and we were talking and he said, would you have done the movie training day? And I said, I don't know, Bishop, it was a lot of, man, that was a lot of language. I mean, the role was dope. The movie was, was one of my favorites. I go, but why does Denzel get an Oscar for finally playing a bad guy? And he said, well, think about it. Think about the message of the movie. Think about what he was. Was he a good guy who did bad things because he was uh, trying to do the right thing by putting, getting, you know, drug dealers off the street, thugs off the street? So good guy doing the, doing the wrong thing for the right reason? Or was he just a bad guy who was doing self-servient things but was still getting crime off the streets even though him, he himself was a criminal? He said, you got to think about what you're doing and what stage that project is gonna put you on because your ministry for that particular project might not be the movie. It might be the publicity. Yeah, so it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, Bishop Turner. He was the one who said to me, he goes, um, you gotta think about what, where it's gonna put you and how many people it's gonna put you in front of. So then, so what, it's, you did your job. It's a movie, you did it. Well, now you can say, no, I don't, I'm, I'm not a cusser. No, I'm not a guy who, you know, I did it, uh, whatever it may be. Said, but what I do believe is that um, anyone who is like that has to be accountable to God. So you, I mean, he started breaking it down. I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> yeah, I guess I can actually talk about, I can play the character, but I can talk about the character even more. 
And that, because you, you know, you do, you're touring around the world uh, promoting movies. So you can spew your message and talk about the Lord anywhere. Even if somebody, which I know a lot of folks, I, um, did you ever see the movie, the Natalie Cole story that I did? I haven't seen it. Okay. Uh, when I did that film, obviously Natalie, she, she was on drugs and she got her husband. Marvin Yancey addicted to drugs as well. And he was a pastor and he ended up uh, in the 80s, he died, um, heart failure. Um, and I remember flying back to Nebraska for a function and I went to church uh, with my family, you know, normal. And one of the guys, one of the older guys came up to me and he stopped me as I was walking to the restroom. He stood right in front of me and I said, hey, he said, how could you? I said, how could I what? He said, how could you do drugs? I went, I've never done drugs in my life, man. He's like, the Natalie Cole story? And I went, ha, ha. But he didn't laugh. I did. And I went, you serious? And he gave me this look. I said, man, it's a movie. Seriously? Really? Really, grown man? Really? But that's the thing. You're going to get criticized no matter what you do. So you might as well do what God wants you to do and be criticized for doing the right thing. So um, now there are certain roles that I will take, but, you know, gratuitous sex, not necessary. I won't do it. Uh, gratuitous language, I ain't doing it just to be doing it. And it's still very rare because I think I can find better words. I think using cuss words is, a, is lazy writing. But when you're doing a movie, like I have, a, I have this movie, this project about a quarterback. Uh, it's a black college. Uh, what, what, what do you think these football players do? What, what are they saying? Hey, man, you better stomp his behind into the ground over there. No. They are straight up going off. Now, even with that, you can do it in a, in a way that is still real without it being as offensive and gratuitous as it is in real life because these kids today they are off the chain oh, yeah. oh my goodness so uh i just know that i i have to make it real i gotta make it real for the audiences yes i like that um so with that being said when it comes to christian filmmaking because you have some films for you you produce some films right uh, I do produce. Acting is still my number one, and I love directing. Love writing and directing. But I just want to be able to focus on the creative aspect of of uh, writing with a team, and then directing you know stuff that I'm in. Not everything I have to be in. I'll direct stuff that I'm not in as well. But for the most part, yeah, I just I got to tell the stories the right way. Like I'm gonna redo the Ten Commandments. Like trust me, <laughs> the right way. I would love that. So, like that. That being uh, said, so like, okay, what do you think is the biggest challenge that we are having in telling our stories? And Christians, Christians, Christians. I think is the biggest challenge. I think. Uh, let me explain. Um, I'm a Sunday school teacher. I go to I go to Saddleback. You know, Rick Warren is Pastor Rick Warren. Yes. He wrote the book Purpose Driven Life. No, that's I go to Saddleback when I'm in LA. 
but when I'm in Omaha, I go to Love Church and Life Church, and they're uh, familiar with uh, Saddleback and do things with them, you know, from Nebraska to Cali. Um, I say when I'm talking to my Sunday school students, if it weren't for Christians, there'd be more Christians. Because we are the most judgmental, backstabbing, lying. <laughs> I'm being serious. Um, now, with the filmmaking thing, people funded the ministry of the apostles, how people put them up in their homes, fed them. I mean, they, they were taken care of wherever they went. Now, here we are today, 2020. So you have very wealthy Christians, some who have funded other people's projects. When it comes to filmmaking, there are three types of Christian filmmakers, if you ask me. There are the ones who have the means, they have the money, they have access to all the equipment. Um, they have the, the means and the message, but they don't have the know-how. They're not professionals. They don't have the skill. Then you have those who have the skill and the know-how, this guy, but don't have $10 million for every movie to make. So we need those gospel patrons to help finance these things. Then you have others who have the mean uh, who have how did I put this the means the know-how but they don't have the conviction so they're that's Hollywood they're putting out movies like like Exodus which I thought type of movie it was so terrible and then Noah you know uh with giant robots rock monsters or whatever they were so you have all you have the money you have the know-how, because that's Hollywood, but you don't have the message. You don't have the conviction. Those, those three. So that's the thing, is most Christians don't want to let go of their money, even when they have it. There's a few. But you know who, who out of the Christian world gives up their money to somebody like me to do a movie? People who don't have very much of it. They're literally willing to get a thousand people and say, here's $20, man. Here's, here's a hundred dollars. Here's $50. Whereas you have someone who's worth $500 million in the church. And they're like, well, you know, um, I don't really understand the film world. You go see movies, don't you? <laughs> you understand the film world because you're giving money to that filmmaker and to that movie theater. And that's not even a Christian film. So I think if, they, if we had more uh, Christians with conviction for the messages of the faith-based films, then they would, they would reach out to people like me. Uh, I've reached out to all the Christian filmmakers. They've never gotten back to me. Not one of them. Not mm. one. In 15 plus years. Not the Kendrick brothers, not the Irwin brothers, not, uh, uh, not well, I've worked with Tyler on a couple of things. But his stuff isn't even faith-based anymore. I mean, he used to have a, a God thread and all his stuff, but now he's dropping F-bombs and sex and all kind of stuff. I'm, I was really shocked because uh, uh, I'm a big fan of him and his business savvy. 
and how he built uh, this billion dollar industry uh, or business that he has in Atlanta um, from the ground up. But uh, and there's others that just I don't know. I don't understand um, pushing movies that don't have real actors in them because there are plenty of real actors that are Christians. Um, Richard T. Jones is one of my favorite people. Uh, it is a good Christian brother right there. Um, he, uh, I actually have him slated for two of my films. Uh, but we get all these names and faces and recognizable people that we can put in these scripts. Uh, we just need more money. We need people in the church to finance. Otherwise, we're going to get people that aren't in the church to finance and stuff. But then they're not going to want. Actually, I was doing this movie. We're we were polishing up the script, and the, and the other writer said maybe we should take Jesus out of it and just say God. I was like, no, that doesn't work. Mm. You see, that's the compromise. If we can work together with more Christians, it's like black people working together. It's hard for us to work together. Same thing with Christians. Our Christians, it's, it's different. We don't we don't work together, and I don't understand why. I just don't get it. Don't get it. So much talent. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a, that sucks, but, um, I definitely believe, you know, God's doing something special and, um, I, I sense that he's definitely bringing more connections together and people are questioning things. You know, I think it's good when we question, well, what can we do better? What's wrong? And cause then I feel that's where the breakthrough comes in. Yeah. And, um, so Tell us, um, my last question for you, all of this was so good. And I'm so glad that I got on this with you because this helps me, especially when you were talking about the pastor who called you. Mm-hmm. That was so good. <laughs> I've never heard it put that way before. Yeah. Yeah. We some, mm-hmm. Sometimes, and there are even scriptures where uh, when Jesus is talking to uh, disciples, talking to the people, and he's saying, look. All this extra stuff that you guys are doing beyond belief and having faith and <laughs> and serving the one true God, all this stuff is going to be burned up. It's like our pastor said, the more you're in church, the less you'll sin. <laughs> That's so wrong. The more you're kept from things, the more you want to try things. And, you know, forcing people to marry only the people that are in your church and not fellowshipping with other churches and all that stuff. No, God's like, that's not what I told you to do. That's the same thing with filmmaking. I didn't tell you to not take the role. I told you to read the script and make the decision based on what you know about me. I'm telling you, what does he say? I will use saints and sinners for my glory. What does that say right there? Mm. That is a that is a big. That means as an actor, you are gonna have to play the good guy. You're gonna have to play the bad girl. It's gonna happen. You know what is the point of the film, or what is the point of your message because of the film? Is it just the film, or is it something that you just want to do? Regardless, you still have a platform that you're on. And it's a big one. 
and you can use that platform to really push the word of God and not shoving it down people's throats. I remember one time God, he literally let me know without a shadow of a doubt. He's like, I didn't force the word down your throat, so don't force it down anybody else's. Mm. Like I I tell a lot of my students and my kids, you should be a witness. If you are a Christian, if you are a believer, if you are an active believer in the body of Christ, you should be a witness for Christ every day of your life. And sometimes you'll have to open your mouth to do it. People should be able to look at your life and go, hmm, she's different. I don't know what it is. I like being around her. She has good conversation. I never feel like I'm being put down. She's never down on other people. Always got a smile on her face. Huh, I wonder what that's about. Girl, why you always got a smile on your face? Oh, boom. Door just open. You know, hey, God is good. I just... <laughs> you know what I mean? You, mm-hmm. you, you, they see your life. That's the biggest uh, um, ministry tool there is. They, they see mm-hmm. your life. And when I go to functions, which I don't, I purposely haven't gone to a lot of functions, red carpet stuff. I turned it down all the time. I'm talking premieres and, and award shows. I've been to some. But I turned most of them down because I felt like I don't want to be in that atmosphere. Mm. I was like, hey, dum-dum, you can't be a light in the light. Mm. You Flashlight doesn't wow. walk outside all day long. It's pretty bright outside. You think that light would work out here? You'd wow. see it. But the light shines brightest in the dark. He's saying, I put you in Hollywood of all places. Disgusting Hollywood with all these pedophiles and these predators and and confusion. And God is not the author of confusion. So he's like, I want you to be beacon. Beacon of light. Let people be drawn to your light. So you can show them that you don't compromise, even when it comes to money. And I, and I don't. Wow. Thank you so much for saying that. This is so good. Tell us where, where can we find you online so we can keep up with your next projects? Um, I'm terrible with social media. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> everybody, everybody gets on my case about it. Uh, me and my ex-wife, we built a business together called Mimi G's style and she gets on my case to this day we're not even married anymore she's like gets on my case <laughs> for not <laughs> keeping up but anything that i'm in is just randy j goodwin randy j goodwin on on instagram i usually try to post just positive stuff um i usually don't post about myself when it comes to my projects which is terrible i know <laughs> I, I can't I, it's hard for me but i'm gonna do better so pe- people are starting to follow and i'm gonna start being better about it. All right. So Randy J. Goodwin on Instagram, Randy J. Goodwin uh, on Facebook. There's the personal page, which has been at its capacity for years, which is terrible. <laughs> but there's also the Randy J. Goodwin actor page. So I do reach out to people when they ask me questions. I do my best to. Uh, it may take some time. But yeah, my projects, uh, like the job, 
is the faith-based film that I directed that um, we're in negotiations with right now for, uh, um, well, COVID kind of stopped us with the film festivals, but uh, my, my buyer is out there um, dealing with the, with Netflix and theaters and all that stuff right now. Um, cool. The job, faith-based movie, you can also find that. Um, on Instagram or, or Facebook. So okay. that's kind of me. Just Randy J. Goodwin. Okay, cool. Thank you so much, Mr. Randy. This has been a, a very rich conversation. Uh, I'm definitely think I'll become a better actor because of it, actress <laughs> because of it. So uh, thank you so much for your time. Well, I appreciate you calling, Jasmine. It was, uh, it, it was my pleasure. And uh, good luck to you. I'll be, be uh, praying for you. And everybody else out there who is interested in this business and really wants to do it because you don't have to cross the line. You never do. Great. Thank you so much. All right.